I think freedom of expression is nowhere to be seen. Since my release, I have stopped posting any content except for matters related to my work. Activists say Myanmar's military regime is cracking down ever harder on signs of dissent on social media, leading to a climate of fear. Hello and welcome to Do Afan, a weekly podcast that brings you human rights stories from Myanmar. It's brought to you by Fondacion Hirondel. This episode is produced by Doei Watch. Names and voices may have been changed to protect contributors. Dorthain Thane was arrested one evening while she was doing her household chores. As soon as she saw the soldiers, she immediately thought of the image she had posted on a social media platform. On June 19th, she had uploaded a photograph of herself wearing a red rose in her hair, with her face obscured. It was the 78th birthday of the detained state councillor Do Aung San Suu Kyi. The middle-aged mother was held in confinement on a military base for many days. She says interrogators used offensive and threatening language towards her. She was very distressed by the whole experience. It took a mental toll on me as they were making demeaning remarks, like questioning how I could still be happy despite owing people money. They showed a photograph of me and my son. My heart dropped as soon as I saw the photo, and I pleaded with them not to harm my child, saying that he was not involved. They asked me if they should also arrest the kid. Many other people wore flowers that day or posted pictures of themselves wearing flowers. It was a tribute, a birthday wish, or an expression of support for Do Aung San Suu Kyi, who often wore flowers in her hair. The Assistance Association for Political Prisoners, or AAPP, estimates that at least 300 people were arrested afterwards for wearing, selling, buying, or even just holding flowers. They say around half were released, and 47 have been given prison sentences. For Dorthainthain and others, this marked a new low in the human rights situation under the military regime, the self-styled State Administration Council. I think freedom of expression is nowhere to be seen. Don't even think about it. Once you express it, there will be oppression from them. But it also reflects an extreme level of fear and paranoia from the military. After the February 2021 coup d'etat, the junta made various changes to the legal codes. This included a new section 505A in the penal code, which declared that it was a crime to cause fear among a group of citizens, or spread false news, or agitate for a criminal offence against a government employee. How does holding or buying or wearing flowers or posting pictures of these come under any of these categories? But it clearly did cause fear among a group of citizens, the military themselves, because it showed that despite arrests and repression, there is still support for the leader of the National League for Democracy. 
The military has been using its own supporters on Telegram pro-military channels to monitor signs of opposition on social media and report that to authorities. The AAPP says that since the coup, at least 6,660 people have been arrested under 505 or 505A charges of the penal code. Almost three quarters of these remain in detention. A human rights activist, who we'll call Min Min, says freedom of opinion and expression has completely disappeared in Myanmar. There has been a significant shift in terms of human rights and people's ability to freely express themselves. Before the coup, people had the opportunity to voice their grievances and concerns, even reaching as far as the Prime Minister's office by calling them. They were able to openly call and discuss their personal hardships and losses. However, following the coup, the situation has dramatically changed. Just interacting or sharing a sensitive post on social media can now lead to arrests and imprisonment, let alone writing a post. Ma'eyi learned that the hard way with jail time. In late 2021, she liked and shared news on Facebook about the murder of a man believed to be a member of the pro-military Pusorti militia. The mother of two was charged under 505A and received a two-year prison sentence. They used the likes and shares from Facebook as evidence during the interrogations. I was taken to the police station and questioned immediately. I suppose it was fortunate that policewomen were present while I was being transported. There was no physical abuse. I spent a few days at the police station before being directly transferred to the prison. Ma'eyi was released through a pardon in early 2023 and reunited with her family. She no longer posts anything political on Facebook. Since my release, I have stopped posting any content except for matters related to my work. I don't engage with political content by liking or sharing posts. I find myself holding back from discussing political matters, even if I want to. It's possible that I am still under observation, so I am making an effort to be cautious. The violation of human rights and the suppression of freedom of expression has reached a point where even discussing the issue itself has become a problem. This is the climate of fear created by the military regime. Human Rights Article 19 states that everyone has the right to freedom of opinion and expression. However, this is not possible for people living in Myanmar. Even younger people are restricting their activities. Mawawa is in her 20s and used to upload posts that were critical of authorities. Now she's more cautious. I don't post anymore like I used to. I stay post occasionally, but if I have to go outside, I delete those posts. Oliver Spencer, who works with the Myanmar Human Rights Civil Society Organization, says self-censorship has undoubtedly increased because people are defending themselves from military brutality. But he says this doesn't mean that dissent has ended. It just means that it has become more clandestine and disguised. Like others who've been arrested, Dorthainthane feels she's under close surveillance. 
They told me not to travel anymore and that they might call me at any moment and I should be available for further interrogation. They said that if I didn't comply, I would lose everything I own. This is how they threatened me when I was released. Dorthainthain is not her real name. In fact, such is the level of fear in Myanmar that even the human rights activist who spoke to Dorothan on this issue wanted to remain anonymous. But despite this, Dorthainthain was willing to speak to us, and she delivered a stinging rebuke to the military's claim, touted frequently on state media, that their main goal is to protect their citizens and keep them safe. What kind of care do they mean when they claim they will take care of someone? Demanding obedience and control over our lives? Like, do as I say, live as I say? Where is that supposed safe haven they talk about protecting? Now, if I'm cooking and I hear footsteps, I'm afraid they're back again. They sowed fear and anxiety inside me. Thanks for listening to this edition of Doa Than. We would welcome your feedback on social media. This project on human rights reporting is supported by Fundacion Hirondel with the help of our donors. You can listen to our podcasts via the Doa Than Facebook page. They can also be found on SoundCloud, YouTube and iTunes. You can also listen every Saturday night from 9 to 10 p.m. and Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on Voice of America Radio. Please tune in again next week.